is Thursday, December 14th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Giannis with a career high. And Thursday night football kicks off week 15. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Easton Stick versus, we think, Aiden O'Connell. Giannis drops 64. Once the game ball, Pacers don't give it to him. And Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? NFL Week 15 will kick off tonight here in Vegas as the Raiders host the Chargers without Herbs, without Keenan Allen, and the Raiders might be shorthanded themselves, AJ. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, all questionable for this game. So I don't think the, uh, the casual... NFL fan is going to be tuning in for tonight's matchup. Just a, just, just a guess. Raiders are three-point favorites. Total is 34-and-a-half, and here to help us break down Thursday Night Football, but more importantly, make fun of Herbert being done for the season, is R.J. Bell. Good morning, R.J. My hand hurts. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a broken finger. R.J.'s like, he should have played through it. Look, look at this finger. <laughs> you think? No, no, seriously, you think it was more broken at? I think it was. I don't no, no. He no. had look, surgery. Look at, look at, Scott, look at that. You know, uh, I never even went to the doctor. I mean, you have for a that. weird finger, but he... weird finger. It's, it's at a forty degree angle. <laughs> a better character man would have still been. Playing. <laughs> well, his his lineman would have blocked better okay, for him. Yeah. He also said this last night. He said, "Is this the first game Herbert's missed?" We said, "Yeah." He's like, "Maybe he should have set out some of those times he was injured." And I was like, "You would have just called him a pussy. He can't win." Well, listen, when you're low character, no, listen. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to deal with this because you, we got a list of quarterbacks you gave me and say who's going to win what. I might surprise you. I might surprise you. I want to go over that list? Yeah, let's do it. But okay. I, I got a trend or uh, a good trend, I think, in this Raiders game. I'll give you guys as a bonus. Does that mm-hmm. work? Okay. So usually when a team looks so bad like the Raiders did and the offense looks so bad, shut out. I don't know if you know this, AJ. That's the lowest point total you can have. Zero. I, that's what I've heard. Okay. What's the lowest point total – Combined this possible. Two. Two. Wrong. Zero, zero. You can add another oh, time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking college football. <laughs> Not in the playoffs. All right. Yeah, it's true. That's true. All right. So here's the situation. If all you do is you say, find a team that was shut out last week and find a team that when they were shut out, their opponent scored less than 10 points. So you're thinking, holy cow, that means their defense was playing pretty good. The offense was horrible. What happens? It must be under, right? No, no, no. It goes over by like five points per game. So it's like in the NFL, whenever something seems extreme one way, the market tends to overreact and thus going the opposite of what you might think. More of the same, as Fez used to say, Mott's. That's not what happens. Because think, you got brilliant people in the NFL. If the offense looks bad, they usually figure a way to spend time in practice and make it better. Now, you might say it still won't be good. It doesn't need to be good because that zero makes the total drop typically. But only a masochist would bet an over on Thursday night football, right? But why? What, what, because I actually did a study on this on Thursday night, and, I, and I've got a Thursday night trend for you. This one's really good. It's after week 12. 
Okay? So follow me here. It's late in the season. Okay. Or it's week 12 or later. Both teams are below 50% win percentage. So they're both losing teams. It's after or on week 12. And the, each of the teams lost last week. So it's losing teams that lost last week late in the year. It's this matchup. That's it. Yeah. On Thursday, 8-0 the home team is by over almost nine points a game. Oof. So it goes to show you this road team, and that's what we think we got here with the Chargers, a road team that is it feels futile this season, and they are on a short week on the road, and they want no part of is it. Is there any question that the Chargers have given up on this season? I mean, between Herbert being out, another loss, Keenan Allen saying he's not going to play, everybody knows Brandon Staley's fired. Is, it like, is there any signs of life with this Chargers team, or are they a fade for the rest of the season? Why is Herbert out? He had oh, he's, oh, he's sorry. Okay. I think I would make the following case. When you question a team's motivation, you have to go to the coach. Who is the coach? Is he going to be able to instill a sense of this still means something? I heard Staley's already moved his office. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm joking, but it's like Staley. He knows. He was a brilliant defensive coordinator, it seemed, with the Rams. He had an amazing it was one season, I think, yeah. but, it, but it was still pretty amazing. Or did he have Aaron Donald? <laughs> well, but listen, the Rams emulated what he did ever since in a way, right? Because it was the Fangio offshoot. Yeah. And I would make the following case. To this day, the NFL experts say his defense is brilliant. I don't know how it could be. I don't know how it could be. But I, he never was a leader of men. Now, he's a young guy. In a weird way, he got this too early because the Chargers don't like to pay. He was hot. He was from the team across the street. I bet Staley gets another chance, and I bet he's better. You know, but it won't be here. You think he'll get another chance as a coordinator before? Oh yeah, he won't. Yeah, he's yeah, not he going won't. straight to another head no. coaching job. When guys get fired and they go straight to another job, it's been pretty bad recently. I think that. the best thing for Brandon Staley to do is go to college. I think Brandon. I think Sta he's graduated from uh, I mean, Paul Wallace. I think. <laughs> no, I think Brandon Staley could be a, a solid college football coach, and because he's got this NFL experience now, I think he'd succeed in recruiting. But I just think maybe the NFL's too what big is, for him. What does NFL experience have to do with recruit? Just because he has a brand? Yeah. Mean? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that you guys are underestimating how much respect there is for Staley's defense. I think he will most certainly I be. certainly don't understand it because he, I see this Chargers defense, and they're dreadful, and that's been a big problem since he's been there. And you can make the case the GM with the Chargers is problematic because though historically he's gotten good players in. He overpaid for older players. That defense has gotten old. You said something I, I thought that was really smart when we recorded our same-game parlay uh, pod last night. You can hear that uh, on R.J. Bell's Dream Preview feed, uh, sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, oh, of course. As is straight out of Vegas AM. We love DraftKings Sportsbook here. I but like to beat them. You said, uh, you said the Raiders, because they had questions about who was going to play quarterback, if they wanted to play Aiden O'Connell at quarterback, you think that that could lead to a particular game plan tonight? Yeah, so the coach... For the Raiders, an old-school guy. He's not like a new-age. He's throw. a defensive He's a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. And he also has a, a way about a working-class way about yeah. him, it seems like. So he was opining out loud. I, I guess that's the way you opine. And he was saying, I'm not sure who I'm going to start, right? You even in the open said, is he going to start? But what we talked about weeks ago was Jimmy G has a contract that guarantees him 
11 more extra million if he's hurt. And then he's hurt at a certain point in the offseason, which isn't too deep. Maybe Marge, I, I don't remember. But so the Raiders are thinking, this is a lost season. We At least a couple weeks ago, we had a quarterback we thought we want to give a chance to. We're not going to put Jimmy G in. But no one thought Jimmy G wasn't the best quarterback. No. Who in the right mind would say Jimmy G is not the best quarterback on this roster? No one would say that. And who thinks he's still injured? No one. No one. So why isn't he playing? Because they want to save that money. All right, so now if we know Jimmy G's eliminated from contention, then who's left? Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer. And Brian Hoyer, <laughs> that'd be a good name, Hoyer, is, I mean, is he 40 or is he 45? I mean, it's like no one thinks this guy he can hasn't play. Been, he hasn't been good in 10 years. He he's never was a starter. No. Really. I mean, I guess maybe for half a season. Never on so, purpose. So, yeah, it's never been the intention. So to me, what do you do if you only have one choice of quarterback and you don't like him? You don't throw too much. So I think we're going to see run, run, run from the Raiders. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do pretty well with it because I think that if there's any offense you don't want to play as a defender if you're checked out, you don't want to play against a bruising running game. Even if Jacobs is out, I think, look over to the running backs, look mm-hmm. under to the passing. Well, it's already been reported. I mean, The Athletic has an article like, like – like they could bench Antonio Pierce if Aiden O'Connell gets off gets off to a bad start, he's going to bench him during the game for Hoyer though because Jimmy G's not even active. Well, it's going to be either one of them. We don't know who's going to be active. But <sighs> they have him. They have the the the, uh, the designation in the injury report is he's out. So Jimmy G. So that usually that doesn't get reversed. But if, if we're thinking that he could possibly get benched. Do we think that they put him in positions to look bad early? No, they probably want him to get into the flow of the game and build up his confidence. So it's going to be a lot of running, a lot of check down passes, something that they're not going to call the game where he's taking high danger chances. I agree. And it gives him an opportunity to look bad or turn over the football. Or force them to make a decision they don't want to make. Yeah. Because if they – here's the thing. If they, if they bench him – and they don't, and Jimmy G's not available to play because of their choice to not designate or not have him on, you know, the active roster. Then it shines a light at the fact that they're making a decision that doesn't make any sense. Why is it like why you got Hoyer in instead of a healthy Jimmy G? Why that question gets asked more if they have to bench the starter? I think they're going to be disinclined to do that. And how do you avoid benching him? Don't put him in a spot that looks so bad you got to bench him. Mm-hmm. That would be my thought. All right, now, to pay off on last week's tease, I gave you a list of five quarterbacks. I wanted to know who will be the first to win a Super Bowl, if any of them you think will win a Super Bowl. You've done your homework. Where did we fall on the list with Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tua Tonga-Bailoa, Dak Prescott, and Trevor Lawrence? Okay, I have a guy named Tua. I don't know that other name. Okay. tonga yeah. <laughs> you okay. almost had it. No. All right. Um... First, I'm a little conflicted because I personally only pay off about 40% of my teases on radio. So if I'm going to pay yours off, I, it feels like I'm, I don't know. But I'm going to do it. Okay. The two to win it, this is a fairly easy one first. I would put one, two, and would be Tua and Dak. And that's simply because these are the two teams this year with the best chance. If I had to pick some, you know, the teams this year. If I had to pick someone, I'd pick Tua. Just because I believe when Dallas finally gets to an NFC championship game, the weight on that team 
is going to be massive. It's mm-hmm. the first one in 28 years, 29 years, whatever. It and if somehow they win that, and if Jerry Jones is still kicking, imagine that Super Bowl week. Imagine that pressure. There's a lot of serious football players that said they don't remember the first quarter of their first Super Bowl because they blacked out. They were so <laughs> nervous. You've heard that before. Yeah, I, yeah. Imagine how nervous those Cowboys would be. <laughs> so, to me, between those two, I'm going with Tua, but I think those are the two. Okay, and will there be a Super Bowl for any of the other three in well, their I, careers? Well, first off, you're, you're wrong with your question. I didn't say either of them would win a Super Bowl, did I? I said oh, they would the be the first. Likely. Yeah, but I will say that I'm going to say yes for Tua, yes for Dak, because I think Dak's going to be playing long enough that maybe Jerry Jones isn't you know, as active, let's say. Um, and I think the pressure goes down at that point, right? Because he's, he's feeling the actuarial ticking of the clock. The other ones, I'm going to go, oh, no. I'm going to go Josh Allen, no. I think the weight of the Buffalo thing, I mean, they haven't played right since that 13 seconds. I mean, you're a fan. You agree with that, right? And I'm not sure how that gets better, Right. The only thing I like about him, he's going to have a long career, I think. Though he might get beat up, he might stop running. He's going to have a long career, I think. He's a tough dude. I mean, he's like a Big Ben type, taking the hits. It's funny. I imagine if you rank those guys in order of, of talent, he's probably the first one. Yeah, but 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 the next one is Herbert, and, and, and next after that would be Lawrence. <laughs> and I got, no's and you got on no the, on them. Lawrence is – I'll tell you this. The key is don't be too damn talented is the problem. Which means, look at Michael Jordan. You got to get cut from your high school right. team. But, but I would say this: I am more pessimistic about Lawrence now than I've been at least for a year. Mm-hmm. And here's why: I've heard a second validation of this today on the Rosillo Pod. You had on, oh god, what's the guy um, McVay, the the draft guy that got let go by ESPN? To, uh, oh, Todd McShay, 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 McShay. That's right, Todd McShay. And he said, I've never told this story before, but when Lawrence came out, there was a sense that, hey, this is the best guy since Andrew Luck or, or John Elway, yeah. right? And what he said was one coach he re- or a GM he really respected say, you know, when we had him in, he didn't remember the games the way that all the greats do. They still said Bill Russell walked in and his wife got him a gift, which was the film of the San Francisco University championship game. He played like 50 years before, and he walked in, and it was like a certain play. He goes, oh, yeah, we score six straight here, and starts rattling off what happens in this <laughs> game that was 50 years before. And they say that the greats do that. And they said Lawrence couldn't remember what coverage. And I heard about a month ago someone say, the, the film guy said, he doesn't seem to be learning the way he should in year three, like what to do here, what to do there. So I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm saying he's not a football genius or brilliant. And I think you got to be to be that next level quarterback. And I don't think he's going to be that. I have Trevor Lawrence's ceiling, like maybe the ninth best, eighth best quarterback at this point for his career, which is still good. Not what they expected, though. Now, one last thing before we let you go. I don't know if you saw the comments from Big Ben. Oh, I was hoping you'd ask about, about what's this. going on with the Steelers right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big Ben said, maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. You can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts and oh, not so have them late. Tomlin. Came after Tomlin. Quote, to me, that's bad coaching. 
He said there's wow. some there's some feel you have to have in those situations because timeouts can be so valuable, as we saw in this game. If we have one more timeout there, we get a completion, we can work the middle of the field, and you give the kicker a chance. Give him a chance, he'll tie the game. I like my chances in overtime because they scored their points early and the momentum had shifted. Who is grabbing someone by the face mask and saying, that's not what we do? Is that happening? Yes, you have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on the other side doing it too. You need someone to stand up in the locker room on offense and be like, hey, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. This isn't what has been handed down from those teams of the 70s, the Steel Curtain, the four Super Bowls, the Knowles, the Bradshaws, the Blunts, all those people. It probably took him a week to get this statement ready. It's unbelievable. And he said, I understand the further you get away from that, the harder it is, unless it's being passed down and carried the right way. It just feels like that something has been lost on this team. I felt that certain guys on the team aren't in it for the team. They're in it for themselves. Well, now some of the guys on the team are saying the same thing. Woo! That's hot stuff from Ben Roethlisberger. You okay? I'm, I listen. Who do you choose, Ben or Tomlin? First of all, I know Ben. Okay, <laughs> not personally, but I know Ben. All right, he is the greatest Steeler quarterback of all time. But I would say he was the guy to get the least of his talent of the, his entire generation of quarterbacks. Let's think about that. I mean, when you really think about it, Big Ben had more talent than what? What are you laughing at? I'm like. So the year that Big Ben was drafted, mm-hmm. uh, J.P. Lossman also went in the first round, mm-hmm. and he did like he was a combine warrior, could throw the ball a mile, mm-hmm. ran fast, and was literally a trash can quarterback in the NFL. So I understand but, you meant of the but, guys who actually made it. No, he, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I mean something different than that. I mean we don't have any idea really how to measure talent at quarterback until they play in the league. Mm. And I mean the Big Ben's ability early in his career or even up to almost the end of his career to not get tackled. I mean, he proved on the field when there wasn't a lot of thinking that had to happen. He was as talented as anyone mm-hmm. that's ever maybe played the game and at quarterback. But he, by all accounts, he wasn't game planning. He wasn't, he wasn't doing the all night film. He was, you know, all night, you know, late night film. I, all I know is this. After he threw that ball to Santonio Holmes, which I think is one of the greatest plays. I was at that game, which is rare for me. It was one of the greatest plays ever, ever. It was balls of stone. If he retired, we'd have the same number of titles. <laughs> so it's like – and we never really compete. I mean, I guess Green Bay a couple years later we did. But it's like every year we would look at the power rankings. I wasn't even in Vegas. I guess I was later. Yeah, I was in Vegas. But I look at the power rankings, and it'd be like Steelers are second best team this year, fourth best. They were in the top five every year. And when did they even really compete? Like they, they never even led an AFC championship game after 2012 that I can recall. When they when they would get to the Super Bowl, it almost felt like an upset had to have happened. Um. Well, they only got to the Super Bowl once after that. It was the Green Bay. And, and I guess part of it is like because he was in the same era as Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and Except they were both they in were, the AFC. Well, but they were only Tom Brady and Peyton Manning because they won those. If Big Ben had won a few more games in the playoffs, he would be spoken of that way. So, he, listen, the guy is amazing at quarterback, but he also like. I'll tell you this about Big Ben. Toughest, I think, football player I've ever seen. Certainly the toughest quarterback I've ever seen. 
He took. He was a warrior. But you know something? He loved to talk about it. He loved. I mean, he was going to be the guy coming out in the wheelchair, and, and even if he didn't need it, and then jumping up and playing. I, I still, I will never forget. I saw him twist his ankle in a way that I thought he might not play the rest of the year. He played the second. It was right at the end of the half. He played the second half, and, he, and literally he was on one foot. I mean, I would love to get. The guy was tough, but he loved. There was something about the attention. So now Pittsburgh loses two straight against you know big favorites, which Big Ben wasn't too good as a big favorite. Let me promise you that. And he's got a. I don't know what went on with him and Tomlin. That seemed like a direct shot. But there's one more thing I'll say. Look at Terry Bradshaw retired in '83. Last throw was against the Jets. Actually, his last mm-hmm. throw was a touchdown. And um, I, I was watching the game. And after that, the Steelers really didn't have a decent quarterback till Big Ben. Okay, so that was '83 to what 2004? If we yeah, yeah, 2004. Yep. I think that's about 20 years, right? What did they win during those 20 years? Chuck Noll was bad the last seven years of the, or eight years before he got, you know, fought or let go. What, how you, it was time to part ways. Now Cowher turned things around, but ne- we weren't really snip. We played in the Super Bowl 30 and got beat bad. I mean, you could say the pass interference with Irving or whatever, which I thought at the time, but we weren't really competitive to, for Super Bowls in between. Bobby Brister. Mark Malone, Neil O'Donnell. Like Tom Zack. Tom Zack. If you don't have a quarterback, you slash. don't. Slash. Slash Cordell. <laughs> if, you, if, you don't have a, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't compete for Super Bowls. Do we really think we have a quarterback now in no. Pittsburgh? So it, I think Tomlin's done an amazing job with the limit, limited quarterbacks he's had. I think this was also a shot at Kenny Pickett. Well, obviously. And I think it was a shot at George Pickens. Or at the guy like... You've seen the body language on, like, it seems like he's, the receivers don't want to be there. Like, he was saying that. Well, I don't think that. I, Heinz I, Ward and Jerome Bettis oh God. were the, the leaders of that team to, to the point where it wasn't really, he wasn't the leader in the offense. You mean he said more than what he said in that yeah. big long stick? Mm-hmm. All right. So, last thing I'll say is this Heinz, I was lucky enough to interview Heinz Ward in person at the Super Bowl a couple years, well, three, four years ago. And I asked him because it was rumored at the time he had one more year left. Steelers said, we're, we're done. He could have gotten a job. He could have got paid, you know, at least two or three million. He wouldn't have taken veterans minimum. He said three million. He goes, no. He goes, I want to retire a Steeler. I want to play every game I ever played as a Steeler. Now, who's doing that today? Nobody. You know, and even back then, it was a rare thing. I mean, which is not that long ago. So he's right. Are they Heinz Ward? No. But those are generational-type team guys. And I, I think if you look at Pittsburgh, you're less, you're, when you see a Pickens or something do something, you know, not Johnson do something not great, it seems weird. But I would make the case, isn't there more of that across the league? And that it's it just looks weird with Pittsburgh. With a Steeler, it'd be like a, a Patriots receiver like walking away from Bill Belichick. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, but but wouldn't you say that across the league, there's more of that? Where each generation that goes by, we're getting further and further from the mentality of the '50s and '60s and '70s. And for me, I lament it. But you know what? I think everyone that's over 30 is supposed to lament what's going on with the new generation. Mm. But I, you know, I if anyone can handle it. And moderate it, it's Tomlin. Because all you got to say about Tomlin is Antonio Brown was there for as long as he was, and we thought he was a good team guy. 
in Pittsburgh, he was considered one of no the No one be- knew until he got out of Pittsburgh. He was, I tell you this, he was on the top five of Steelers that we thought were like team guys. And maybe he was at the time, but Tomlin inspired it. So there we are. That's R.J. Bell. We appreciate the time this morning. Thank you very much. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ. It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. NBA last night, Giannis with a career-high 64 points as the Bucs get the in-season tournament revenge, beating the Pacers 140-126. to And after the game, AJ... So it was, this, a great, it was a great night for Giannis. It, 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 that's about as happy of a night as it could be, right? Well, no, because after the game, the Pacers walked away with the basketball. And Giannis wanted to keep the ball. And so he goes into the tunnel to go to the Pacers locker room to get the ball. He winds up coming back out onto the court. He has a, a shouting match with Tyrese Halliburton and he got a he got a basketball, but after the game he said he doesn't he's not sure if it's the actual game ball. But he got a basketball. So here was the thing. Rick Carlisle said the Pacers took the ball for Oscar Shibway. Uh former Kentucky uh big man, uh-huh. former player of the year. Scored his first official NBA point last night. Finished with one point. So they said he got the basketball to commemorate his first point, which led to some uh, a kerfuffle, mm-hmm. maybe is the best way to put it. Who who deserves the game ball there? Rookie gets if, his, the first score he ever makes. If I was Giannis, I would give it to the rookie. I think so. And you know what I would write on it? 
I would sign it for him, and I'd say congrats on your first point. By the way, career high 64. Yeah. Like, I would do something cute like that, like, to say, like, I scored 64 points, but congrats on your one. But, like, you have to have a little humility there. If I'm Giannis, I let Sheboy have the basketball. Yeah, it was weird, and he got into a, a confrontation with Tyrese Halliburton. Um, it, it, apparently, it was like Giannis it was willing to fight over this basketball. But it was also a chippy game, too, and I think it has to do with, obviously, the way that they played each other in the, in the in-season tournament. But it was Giannis was thrown to the ground. Giannis was still in the game. The game was well at hand, and he's still in it at the end, trying to, not, I don't say run up the score, but trying to rack up the the career high points here. Well, and remember these, this is the third time these guys have played in like a, a 20 day span. Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like not, I mean, obviously it's not playoff intensity, but there's a certain something to this that, that wouldn't be there if you're not playing each other night in and night out. But I, I it's just, it's odd. I, listen, I understand. Uh, it, and the, here's what the crazy thing was. Giannis said after the game, he wanted the game ball because he thought Dame Lillard should have gotten it. <laughs> Because he moved into fifth place all time in career three pointers. Okay, I, I, I mean, I, what? I, I will say this: it's shaping up to be a nice rivalry, and they're division foes in the Central. It's nice to see this. They're they're kind of, I guess they're kind of close in the standings. The Pacers are three games back. It's nice to see a little bit of a rivalry starting to build in the NBA. It is, and by the way, this was the highest total pregame in in NBA history and it, it went over I mean I mean we know Giannis scored 64 points so it's not shocking that it went over but it went, went it sailed over so no worries yeah that's, that's usually a thing when uh, one team scores 140 the game tends to usually go over but yeah AJ it, it wound up closing as the all-time high number of 258 and a half and the game ended with 266. Couple notes from the AP on this uh, this game: first player in NBA history to make at least 20 field goals and 20 free throws wow. while shooting at least 70 percent on each of those, and it's the most points ever scored with fewer than 30 field goal attempts in a game. Good stuff from Giannis. Elsewhere, he's la- good at sports. He's very good. Elsewhere last night, no LeBron, no problem for the Lakers. Anthony Davis with 37 points and 10 boards as the Lakers beat the Spurs despite Victor Wembanyama going off for 30 points and 13 boards. San Antonio loses their 18th straight game. Lakers win 122-119. Okay, half of our money line parlay in the bag here. All right, so the Spurs lost their 18th straight, and the Pistons lost their franchise record. 21st straight game. Way to go, boys. Sixers win 129-111, 41 points from Joel Embiid. You know what the mistake was? Not including the Wizards, uh, fading the Wizards in this parlay. Like, mm. they, listen, they, the, they've the dropped Pistons, six straight now. The Pistons have two wins. Okay, yeah, that's terrible, right? Spurs have three wins. We know they're terrible. The Wizards are 3-20. and 20. No one's talking about them. Yeah. Why not? We've missed a lot of opportunities here. Pelicans beat the Wizards 142-122. Elsewhere, the Heat topped the Hornets 115-104. Raptors over the Hawks 135-128. Rockets beat the Grizzlies 117-104. It was the Nets over the Suns 116-112 despite 34 points from Devin Booker. And the Jazz beat the Knicks 117-113. But the Knicks getting some reinforcements as Taj Gibson 
signing with the Knicks and reuniting with Tom Thibodeau. How much of a uh, help is that, in your opinion, to the Knicks? Any help's good help. Any help is good help. Any help's good help. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule for tonight. The Celtics and Cavs will rematch. These two teams just played the other night where the Celtics beat the Cavs 120-113. to Celtics eight-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. And this is another home game for the Celtics, so mm-hmm. there's no, no travel involved here, which is odd to have taken the night off in between. I'm going to lean to the Cavs here. I, I think the Cavs, like, th- this could be a game that they win. Uh, but it, catching eight and a half points, that, that's certainly the way I'm going to look. The Bulls are at the Heat. Miami laying five and a half. Timberwolves at the Mavericks. Dallas, one and a half point favorites. Nets at the Nuggets. Denver laying nine and a half. Jazz visit the Trailblazers. Portland, three and a half point favorites. Thunder are at the Kings. Sacramento, minus one and a half. And the Warriors with the suspended Draymond Green. Visit the Clippers, L.A. six-and-a-half-point favorites. A.J., how long do we expect Draymond to be out? It's tough to say, man. Indefinite is, like, obviously, if this were his first offense and and they said it was indefinite, I would understand that. Like, hey, we I mean, he punched a guy in the face. Yeah. Like, they have to figure some things out. But, I mean, with his reputation, who knows? I, I think it's going to be at least 10 games. I, I really do. I, I think this is a massive blow to the Warriors who – as is, are, are struggling and really need somebody that's not named Steph Curry to give them some help. Uh, now, now you lose another key guy there. This this season, for the first time, and the Warriors have had some down seasons you know, since their last title, but this is the first time in season I felt like the Warriors dynasty is over because it feels like, yeah. there's, like Draymond's not going to get better. Clay's not going to get better. Clay's been benched. Yeah, it's it's the Steph show, and that's as great as Steph is. I, I don't think that's enough to win a title. Yeah, it seems to have run its course. You hate to see it, but it happens to everybody. It was a night of upsets in the top twenty-five. Much to my chagrin, lost my second best bet of the year from our college basketball podcast with Creighton. Gave Creighton minus fourteen. Guess what? They lost by 15. UNLV absolutely smacks Creighton around. This was, I mean, Creighton's better one through five. Every position, they're better. This was an embarrassing performance by Creighton. Just did not show up. I shouldn't say that. Besides Ryan Kalkbrenner, Mm -hmm. this was an embarrassing performance by Creighton. Ryan Kalkbrenner, 22 points, eight boards, five blocks in defeat. Uh, But UNLV played their game of the year, moved to four and four. Creighton falls to eight and two. Number Do you think they priced this game as if it was a neutral, even though it's pretty much a UNLV home game? I think it was it was priced as a neutral. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I, I think even when it is like a semi home, mm-hmm. you have to price it as such because you know that this wasn't a, a a game that had a student section. This was yeah, yeah. Tickets were uh, t- there was a certain amount of tickets allotted to each team. Small arena, yeah, small arena for sure. Uh, smaller else, than where they're usually played. Exactly. Back, yeah. uh, the other big upset. Number 25, Northwestern. I said this last night. I never thought Northwestern would be a 24-point favorite this season. They shouldn't have been. Chicago State beats them 75-73. This is – any hype that was around Northwestern just fell off the map. Remember, this was Chicago State who won, I want to say, one basketball game uh, a couple years ago. Just a, a dreadful program but get a win against Northwestern. Elsewhere in the top 25, the teams who didn't get upset, Florida Atlantic, number 15, 94-60 winners over Florida International, and number 18, BYU, 90-74 winners 
over Denver. In the top 25 tonight, just a couple games, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I guess both these games are going to be in Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus 20 and a half against Jacksonville State and Marquette laying 24 and a half against St. Thomas. A couple news and notes in college football as Notre Dame already going to be without Sam Hartman for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Great. Now it's not so great for Notre Dame as they will not have Joe Alt. Either he is a projected top 10 pick, maybe the best offensive lineman in the draft, so he will not be playing in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl against Oregon State on December 29th. This surprised me. I think it'll surprise you as well, Scott. Malik Murphy enters the transfer portal. That's not so much the surprise. Mm-hmm. We knew he was going to transfer. I mean, yeah. Is Quinn Ewers is probably going to come back. Quinn Ewers is coming back. We know Arch Manning mm-hmm. is is waiting in the wings. Malik Murphy, and listen, he's going to transfer. I saw on Twitter or X yesterday, I saw nothing but good things said about him mm-hmm. from Texas mm-hmm. fans. And I think Texas fans realize they wouldn't be in the college football playoff if it weren't for Malik Murphy stepping up when Quinn Ewers got hurt in the middle of the season. The surprising thing about Murphy entering the portal is he's not going to play in the playoffs. You would think that's the kind of decision you'd make after you finish out the season. Yeah, because Quinn Ewers gets hurt. Who's gonna? It's going to be Arch Manning It's going to be Arch Manning if something were to happen to Quinn Ewers. So they will not have uh, their – I don't know who the number two quarterback is. We've seen more Arch Manning of late. What I'll say about Malik Murphy is I think he's going to go – he's going to have a big-time job next year. I told you I think Washington could be in the mix. I think Ohio State could be in the mix. I think Auburn could be in the mix. He's going to go to a high-profile school and be an immediate starter. The guy is a physical freak. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's built like a defensive end, and he's got incredible speed, great arm. He is a fascinating prospect uh, with the right coach, and I think he can be a, a real weapon. Not all bad news for Texas, though as they get the highest-rated recruit in the country that had yet to sign uh, to join. He's a, the second top-20 recruit to join the Longhorns. Cornerback F- Kobe Black chose Texas over LSU, Oklahoma State, Oregon, and Texas a and On the ice last night, nice battle in the Eastern Conference. The Devils in overtime get by the Bruins 2-1. The Kings lose at home to the Jets. Avalanche dominate the Sabres 5-1. It was the Islanders over the Ducks 4-3. And the Penguins in a shootout that went 12 rounds, like a heavyweight fight. They beat the Canadiens 4-3. Let's take a look at the schedule for tonight. The Blue Jackets are at the Maple Leafs. Toronto is minus 250. Toronto playing some good hockey lately, coming off that win against the Rangers, scoring a ton of goals. Capitals are at the Flyers. Philadelphia is minus 140. The Hurricanes are at the Red Wings. Carolina is minus 170. Senators at the Blues. Ottawa is minus 110. This is St. Louis's first game after firing their coach, Craig Berube. So do they get the boost from firing the coach in their first game, AJ? Would you lean towards St. Louis? I think I would, yeah. In other sports, that seems to be the way to go. Flames are at the Wild. Minnesota's minus 150. The Lightning are at the Oilers. Edmonton minus 165. The Oilers, not arguably, They are the hottest team in hockey right now, winners of eight straight games. 
Are you bucking the trend or riding with the Oilers? I'll ride with the Oilers. They're just playing some good hockey right now. Uh, the Panthers are at the Canucks. Florida is minus 120. Blackhawks at the Kraken. Seattle minus 215. You can still head to pregame.com and use our promo codes to save big bucks. And we got two new promo codes for you this week. First off, it's Coffee 20. Coffee 20 gets a 20% off anything at pregame.com. And that includes the all-new 2024 all-access from your favorite pregame pro. You go to pregame.com, choose your favorite pregame pro, get their every pick. For the entire calendar year of 2024, and you could take 20% off of that purchase using the promo code COFFEE20. And as a bonus, when you do purchase the 2024 All Access, you get the rest of this year, the next couple of weeks of 2023 included. And AJ, what's this deal that I hear that if you, let's say, buy a 2024 All Access from a pregame pro that you uh, you already have? Like the 2023, you get the you get end? the rest of 2023. Yeah, we're gonna start you up early. But what to say if you already have the 2023, you get to choose a different yeah, pro for the rest of 2023. Reach out to customer service and say, hey, I've already I'm already booked here with Fez. I've got I had him in 2023. I want him again in 2024. But I want Scott Seinberg for, it, it, because I'm getting this deal early. You you don't you don't want to lose out on your bonus, and you already paid for 2023. And what do we have over the next couple of weeks? We got bowl games, hockey, bowl we got games, hockey, uh, we got plenty, NFL, yeah. we got NBA. Wow, great deal! Coffee 20, get you 20 percent off at pregame.com for AJ Hoffman and RJ Bell. I'm Scott Sedenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Hey, yeah.